Rekuzala ponedilo pidem razom po brvinok ja prišol tebe nema. Rekuzala ugitorok počiluješ razisorok ja prišol tebe nema. Tež mene pidmanula, tež mene pidvala. Tež mene pivala, 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 tež m
And from the United Kingdom, a brand new group, only been around about a year, and uh, they have hit the ground running with a lot of gigs and a recently released EP that was released just last November, and that tune from their EP, uh, contemporary, very contemporary rendition of a traditional Ukrainian folk song, Tishmen Pidmanula. They call theirs Tish Taranta. And uh, we'll be hearing all about the Kovkoseks. I had the very good fortune to speak with a couple of the members of that incredible band last month, shortly before they released their EP. And I'll be sharing that interview with you early in the new year. Meanwhile, do hope you enjoyed that tune, Tish Taranta, by the Kovkoseks. Vitaju vas vsih dorihi radiju suhači na radiju programu Naš holas, radiju Krinskoho Korinja. Pre mikrofoni Pavlina, djakuju što rišale per butizi noju nastupnoho denu, me majmo dužici kavi novene na sjodnišnji programi i takož čudovu Krinsku muziku. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm your host Pavlina and I'm delighted to have you with me once again on the show. We've got a great program lined up for you. We dug into the Nash Holos audio archives for a blast from the past. So uh, we take another look at how Ukrainians and Ukrainian Jews in particular observe and celebrate Hanukkah, the Festival of Lights. As well, we've got an interview with Mike Burek, who is a New Yorker, recently launched two podcasts, and we'll be finding out all about those. They, I'm sure you'll find that very interesting. As well, we've got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and of course, great Ukrainian music. And coming up next, we have a song by a Ukrainian group called Svitozare, and the song is Amaretsky Krai. America land.
світа, як тоді вітер в полі літа, гей, в Америцький край. Лем жальмиття моя хижа, лем жальмиття моя хижа, солом'яна я жаль. Лем жальмиття моя хижа, лем жальмиття моя хижа, солом'яна я жаль. Ой, жаль, ми вас вівці сиві, що плекава з безтрезими, гей, Бідою не поїду в Америцький край. Хоч бідою не поїду, хоч бідою не поїду в Yeah. 
Ciolniuczka podobają A my z Ciolniuczka podobają And that was Tuti Tam, which translates as here and there. It's kind of a ref, uh, reflection of their name um, as to where they are located, which is pretty much right across Canada here and there, but they're firmly rooted in Saskatchewan. Tuti Tam and a song from their first album that was called Cheyish to Polichko, The Unplowed Field. Coming up next, more CanCon for you. This group is from Toronto. They are called Zubirivka and a song called Jornakura, the Black Hen. Зайшла в мені чорна кура дорога. Іде, іде чорна кура до дому, не забачай, не забачай подорожі нікому. Ваную хустку Іде, іде Чорна кура До дому Не забачай, не забачай Подорожі нікому Oh, 
Вислухайте радіопрограму «Наш голос» радіо українського коріння, котра подається вам на хвилі CHLY 1017 FM у місті Нанаймо. Говорить Павліна. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio, broadcasting live at CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo. I'm your host, Pavlina. And now, Ukrainian Jewish heritage. This special Nash Holos feature is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter Initiative, based in Toronto, Ontario. Hanukkah is a joyous holiday celebrated every year by Jews around the world with the lighting of candles or wicks in olive oil on a candelabra called a menorah, or Hanukkiah in modern Hebrew. Traditional Hanukkah treats include potato latkes called plyatske or derune in Ukrainian, and sufgoniot, donuts with jam called pampushke in Ukrainian. There is also a tradition to give Hanukkah gelt, coins, and more recently, gifts to children. And there is a special Hanukkah dreidel game. A dreidel is a top, or dziga, in Ukrainian. Hanukkah is actually a relatively minor Jewish holiday. There are no religious restrictions on work, other than a few minutes after lighting the candles. In North America, however, as a symbol of Jewish identity, Hanukkah has assumed a place equal to Passover, largely due to its proximity on the calendar to Christmas. As a result, in this part of the world, Hanukkah has integrated several Christmas-related customs, in particular, extensive gift-giving and Hanukkah parties. The lit menorah is placed in windows or at the doors of Jewish houses during the festival alongside neighboring Christmas lights. In Ukraine, during Soviet times, Judaism could not be practiced freely, so there was no way to buy a menorah. It wasn't even possible to see a menorah in museums as it was considered a forbidden religious item. Yet the tradition was kept secretly. Even Jewish prisoners in Soviet jails and concentration camps stubbornly sought a way to fulfill the commandment. If they were not able to find candles or a vessel to fill with oil, they made Hanukkah lights out of a half potato with sunflower oil and wicks out of cotton. Hanukkah, known as the Festival of Dedication and also the Festival of Lights, commemorates the victory of the Maccabees over the Syrians in 165 BCE. The Syrian invaders wanted Jews to renounce their god and turn to idolatry. Hanukkah also honors the memory of the rededication of the Holy Temple in Jerusalem. The temple had been defiled by the Syrians, who, among other things, erected a statue of Zeus in the temple. An integral part of the temple service was keeping the lights of the golden menorah burning all the time. Only high-quality olive oil produced by priests in ritual purity was acceptable to be used in this service. The tradition tells us that when the temple was recaptured by Jews, only one small vessel of consecrated oil was found, enough for just one day. The oil was immediately lit, and miraculously, it sufficed for eight days until new oil was prepared. Jewish sages established Hanukkah as a festival for this length of time to commemorate the miracle and the triumph against religious oppression. Today, as in years past, lighting the menorah is the essence of celebrating Hanukkah. Every Hanukkah night, Jewish families get together to light the menorahs with oil to commemorate the miracle of the temple, or with usual candles. 
Each night of the festival, an additional candle is lit until, on the last night, eight candles are burning. Each candle has its own special meaning. On the first night, a light for freedom. On the second night, a light for tolerance. On the third night, a light for peace. On the fourth night, a light for courage. On the fifth night, a light for knowledge. On the sixth night, a light for charity. On the seventh night, a light for responsibility. On the eighth night, a light for continuity. Today, Jews in Ukraine celebrate Hanukkah freely. The Jewish community gatherings on Hanukkah demonstrate the triumph of the deeply held belief in the Almighty over totalitarianism. Just as with the first Hanukkah, faith triumphed over idolatry and oppression. On this Hanukkah, as on every Hanukkah, Jews wish for each other to be blessed with light and peace in all homes and for peace around the world. Shalom. Join us again for another episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter Initiative. Слухайте радіопередачу «Наш голос» радіо українського коріння на хвилі CHLY 1017 FM у місті Ненаймо. При мікрофоні Павліна. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Ненаймо. I'm your host, Павліна. Головна мета Ukraine War Amps – це допомога пораненим воїнам та патріотам, які захищають свободу своєї країни у сьогоднішній війні за Україну. Ukraine War Amps представляє програму «Всинови солдата». З вашою підтримкою наша організація зможе передавати принаймні 50 доларів США щомісяця для цільової підтримки якомога більшого числа українських героїв. 100% зібраних коштів буде передано напряму героям, пораненим у війні за Україну. Програма «Всинови солдата» будує унікальний зв'язок між вами і солдатом, якого ви підтримуєте. Все починається з вас. Візьміть під опіку солдата. Підтримайте героя України! Чоловіче літо, у цю іншу любив скри. 
Суху чорно бриву, він в останню ніч прощав. В черемовщі грали хвилі, сумували очі сині, тільки вітер на сосни. popular Ukrainian group by the name of Express and a song about a lovely lady from the Carpathian Mountains, the Hutsul region by the name of Xenia. Express with Hutsulka Xenia. Coming up next, Otvinta with a song called Lublu, I Love You. Точно зроблю, я в почуттях усе довкола втоплю, бо я тебе. Горлянка клякне, а триклятий язик, до слів таки ще досі не звик. Прикро, тань, року назад, я ж на сцені наче бачу супер-пупер-герой. Що я тебе? Люблю, 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 люблю
produces and hosts two podcasts for the Ukrainian community worldwide. He's based in New York, and like Nasholos, his podcasts are in English, so they're available to the broader North American audience, as well as English speakers elsewhere in the world, thanks to the wonders of modern technology. His podcasts are about technology and genealogy, two very different topics, although equally fascinating. Recently, Mike emailed Nash Holos, and he and I connected on Skype, and today he kindly joins us on Skype to talk about his two fantastic podcasts. Mike, welcome to Nash Holos Vitayu. Thanks, Paulina, for inviting me to, to come on your show. Well, it's great to have you, and thanks again for um, inviting me on to yours. It's nice to be able to do this uh, cross-promotion, let our listeners know about each other. Always a good thing. Yes, absolutely. So you recently launched two podcasts, and so I was just curious about your background. Um, this is kind of a post-retirement gig for you. Yes, it is. I just retired at the end of 2016 from a 40-year career in publishing and advertising, okay. working with a number of companies, including the New York Times, McGraw-Hill, and then most recently with a technology professional society by the name of I, IEEE, oh. Institute of Electrical and Electronics Engineers. Okay, so you you're, know all about advertising, so there's sort of a little bit of a connection to broadcasting. Yep. So did you have any um, like broadcast training before you took on your podcast? No, it was always something I wanted to get into. Um, and I've listened to enough podcasts over the years, but no formal training in it. And so I just played around with it a little bit and decided to take the plunge. Well, and that is proof positive that uh, if you put your mind to it, you can do anything, especially these days. Uh, there is absolutely no barrier really to podcasting. So that's great. Now, you started with your uh, your first podcast was about tech startups. That's correct. Yes, I, I was writing an article on four Ukrainian uh, tech startup companies who uh, started off in uh, Ukraine, but then subsequently opened up offices in the U.S. for sales and marketing purposes. And I wrote the article, and it appeared in um, the Ukrainian Weekly in April. Mm -hmm. And of course, the Ukrainian Weekly is the oldest continuously printing English-language Ukrainian newspaper out of the U.S. And I, as part of uh, doing the research for the article, I actually recorded interviews with the people that I was speaking with. And so I decided, why not put them up? And so I put them up on SoundCloud, and they're up there now along with uh, six or seven other ones. I, I continue to do this on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. So you write articles then for various different papers, and uh, that's basically that is what constitutes your content then for your podcast, yes? Not necessarily. Um, as you know, working in, in audio and in broadcast is very different than writing. Mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> writing, you know, you tend to get down in the weeds a little bit more and you can go off in different directions and so forth. With the podcast, I mean, my podcasts typically run 10 to 15 minutes. They're really short audio clips. Mm -hmm. And so... I try to really get to the heart 
of the discussion in those podcasts and don't have a lot of time for extraneous details, which you can do when you're writing. True enough. So the, the podcast is kind of different than writing an article. So it's a new skill set you're learning. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And you are enjoying it. I am. Very much so. <laughs> so tell us about some of the podcasts that you've published already, some of the people you've spoken to in, in tech startups. You were telling me when we spoke off the mic that uh, one of them was very, very well known, uh, being Grammarly. That was a yes, surprise. Yes, I haven't actually spoken with Grammarly yet, unfortunately, but uh, I've talked to a number of other companies, and they really range from software companies to companies that have new applications to help in the energy market mm -hmm. and in the agriculture market. Um, I was in Ukraine this past summer in Lviv uh, in July. And while I was there, I interviewed an organization called Lviv IT Cluster, which is actually trying to help startup companies in the Lviv area. Ah. And so, you know, it really ranges all over the place. Um, Recently, I interviewed a company that is producing electric bikes in KU hmm. and is now trying to market them around the world. And Riedel was one. I was fascinated by that one. That's an interesting yes. one. Yeah, Riedel has been around, I think, since 2007. Right. Uh, they, they came out uh, early on on the uh, iOS uh, Mac platform. And what they do is they create um, software applications, productivity applications for the consumer market. Mm -hmm. And so they have a, uh, a word processing application, a uh, personal calendar, and a number of other things. And they're very successful. And they completely bootstrapped themselves when they started and never really took a large capital infusion from any outside investors. And, uh, you know, they have a presence now globally. Uh, their engineers, for the most part, are still in KU, but they have a large presence in Silicon Valley now as well for sales and marketing. Yeah, and many of them have. Like, they have a foot in both continents, in both countries, either, well, yours in some cases here as well. We've got software people here on Vancouver Island from Ukraine, and they're kind of, you don't even know, you might see them maybe on the street, not have any idea that uh, you've got these incredible geniuses <laughs> and these successful yes. business people in our midst. So you also, um, I noticed, uh, ha have had on uh, venture capitalists on your show as well. From yes, uh, I interviewed the Ukrainian Venture Capital Association, which is based in KU. Uh, and that is really a, uh, a trade association for venture capital companies in Ukraine. And I think they represent maybe... I don't know, 20 to 30 venture capital companies. Mm -hmm. And then I also interviewed a specific venture capital company, A-Ventures, which is one of the oldest ones in Ukraine and has been investing in a lot of tech startups as well. And then beyond the tech companies, uh, in my second podcast, which it's the first podcast is called uh, Made in Ukraine Tech Startup Edition. Mm-hmm. And you can find it at uh, sound, on SoundCloud. If you go to sound, if you put in SoundCloud at Ukraine Tech in Google, it'll pop up. The second one that I'm doing, also on SoundCloud, is called Krenitsya, K-R-Y-N-Y-T-S-Y-A, uh -huh. aka the Well. The Well, yeah. And on that particular one, 
I, I call it more of a Ukrainian lifestyle magazine. <laughs> and I interview individuals around the world who, you know, traditionally don't pop up uh, on the horizon in uh, regular media. And so I've talked to people like uh, Mark Hovansky, who heads up the uh, Ukrainian Lemko organization in the U.S., OOL. I interviewed Nick Bilogorsky, who is actually a Ukrainian who came through Canada and subsequently settled in Silicon Valley. And uh, his company, Cyfort, recently was purchased for many millions of dollars. And in addition to ha having a cybersecurity startup, uh, he's also an angel investor in a number of other companies. Hmm. So I am sort of looking at some tech individuals on the Krenitsia side, but also getting into cultural and historical and genealogy there as well. For example, I interviewed John Pihach recently, who is the guy who wrote the book on Ukrainian genealogy. It's called Ukrainian Genealogy, A Beginner's Guide. And uh, that was really a fun interview because uh, genealogy happens to be one of my passions. Uh, I, I helped to found here in the U.S., a group called Nashi Predki, Our Ancestors, which meets twice a year. We have two conferences a year in Somerset, New Jersey. We meet in the fall and in the spring. How long has that been going on? Oh, that's been going on since 2013. So you've got these two podcasts. You started out, though, with the tech, and you said that it was because of uh, the articles that you were writing. And then you, you thought, well, why don't I just do a podcast? So what was it that twigged you onto the idea of putting up the audio online anything in particular or you just that's a good question paulina um over the years i've always been interested in ukraine and investment and what was going on in there in terms of some of the um, software development uh -huh. you know ukraine has traditionally been known as a place where companies from western europe and the united states and elsewhere would look for, look for software developers and so it's always had a strong outsourcing uh, market mm -hmm. industry. Mm -hmm. And so I started looking at that a bit. And as I was looking at that, suddenly realized that there seemed to be a sea change going on in terms of what was going on in tech in the country with a bunch of smaller companies starting up and actually producing their own products mm -hmm. and software mm -hmm. rather than just working for someone else. Mm -hmm. And so that's what... You know, the light bulb went on and, and that's what gave me the idea of, hey, maybe be interesting to write an article. So I started researching it. I came up with four companies for the article. And then uh, as I dug deeper and, you know, put the podcast up and so forth, I realized that this is a real trend going on uh, with the young Ukrainian millennials who are in tech that increasingly they are starting their own companies and they're not just staying in Ukraine, but trying to uh, aim their products at a global market. Mm -hmm. And so that's how it all got started. And then you branched off from the tech into uh, the um, other more cultural topics. And, yeah, exactly. And you broadcast in English exclusively, is that correct? That's correct. And that is to, like me, I guess, to reach um, a larger audience. And many Ukrainians now speak English, so... 
it's it's quite a um i guess a good common base to uh not only people of ukrainian descent who've lost the language which is has started out as my target audience as well mike and then of course you find all these other people that are interested um they had ukrainian neighbors growing up or one member they married into a ukrainian family and maybe they never nobody ever learned the language but they had the and they had the borscht and they had the babas and you know and they remember that fondly and then other people just had neighbors or they knew somebody grew up in it with people surrounded by uh, Ukrainian people in their community and they just they wanted to know and they also wanted to know about the home country as did I think many people with Ukrainian roots and now of course since 1991 it's pretty easy to um, to connect now with the with the homeland and you're you're doing that with your podcast. Right. And I think in particular with the Euromaidan revolution in 2013 and 2014, when uh, President Yanukovych was forced out, I think Ukraine really got on the map of media in the West. And so since then, there's been a lot more written about Ukraine and, you know, Ukrainian politics and so forth. Right, right. And especially now it's, um, again, in the spotlight, although maybe not in the in the best with this political situation in the states with the the Russia collusion and these people that are being looked at right now involved in Ukraine. So and I'm finding I don't know if you feel the same way as I do. There's the water is very muddy because really a lot of the journalists in not just the states, Canada, but in the West don't know anything really about Ukraine. They don't have they don't know the nuances. They don't know the history. They don't know the motivations of why things happened. And I don't know if you're finding that it's kind of what you're getting in the news, the mainstream news about Ukraine is not really clear, not very accurate. And I think maybe your podcast and mine, hopefully, will help to inform the public and, you know, maybe even some of those journalists. <laughs> because Absolutely. Uh, what it, I call it is going beyond the headlines for Ukraine. Ah, because well put. So, so many of the headlines now are all about the, uh, the war in eastern Ukraine mm-hmm. and all the negative stuff. Yeah. And really what I'm trying to do is to, to get underneath and, and show that there is a lot of positive going on and uh, that people should be aware of all these positive trends. Well, I think that's fantastic because, I mean, I try to do that too, but more on on the cultural side, just kind of share the music. And, um, you know, mine has kind of been, my approach from the beginning has sort of been a kind of a nostalgia thing. Although more recently since my dawn, um, you kind of, it's the elephant in the room you can't ignore, right? So so we got got into that um, as well for a while until, again, things kind of settled down back into the old new normal and, you know, we're distracted again with our own things here in the West. But I think that it's really important to not forget about what's going on. And of course, these, as you mentioned, Ukrainians are here amongst us. They're moving uh, back and forth. They're bringing their their knowledge and their expertise to our world. And we should know who these people are. And I think that your, your podcast, your tech uh, startup in particular is very valuable and um, thank you for doing it as well as the other uh, tell us a little bit more before um, before we wrap things up about your Krenitsia because that's uh, that's a f- that's more of a kind of thing of a fun one for you less business and more fun yeah Krenitsia I can pretty much talk about anything in there so you know it really ranges from cultural organizations uh, in the Ukrainian community to genealogy, to individual personalities, 
I'll give you I'll give you another example. Tomorrow mm. I will be in, interviewing a young guy here in the States from Brooklyn who has started a company called Hetmans, H-E-T-M-A-N-S. Hmm. And the company is producing, believe it or not, wooden framed sunglasses <laughs> that are hand, hand carved in Colomia in the Carpathian Mountains. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Isn't that amazing? I want a yeah, pair. I, Definitely want a I, pair. I, <laughs> yeah, I found him on uh, Voice of America. They had done a about a three-minute clip about him, and so I contacted him, and it took a little time to track him down, but he, again, he's a young millennial guy. He's a, he's a Ukrainian from the U.S., and um, he got so intrigued by the idea of Ukrainian wood carving, mm -hmm. he wanted to create something he calls wearable art. <laughs> and so I'll, I'll be interviewing him tomorrow on the podcast, and that'll be going up hopefully uh, towards the end of this year on Krenitsia. Oh, wonderful. Look forward to that. So tell us again, Mike, where people can find your podcast. Yeah, um, they're all up on SoundCloud. Uh, so if you go to Google and you just type in SoundCloud, S-O-U-N-D-C-L-O-U-D, one word, and the first one is Krenitsia, K-R-Y-N-Y-T-S-Y-A, and the second one is Ukraine Tech, just as it sounds. Okay, and all you need to do is Google or go to SoundCloud, and, and they'll find you. Now, what if somebody wanted to um, reach you? How, what is the best way to reach you personally? Yeah, the best way to reach me is at michael.burick, B-U-R-Y-K, at Verizon, V-E-R-I-Z-O-N, dot net. Okay. And I really welcome people that have any interest in any of these things, including Ukrainian genealogy, because we, we like to keep in touch with our... Ukrainian-Canadian cousins. <laughs> and we all like to keep um, up with our Ukrainian uh, roots. So it doesn't matter where in the world you are, that one thing keeps us all together. And uh, it's, it's a very fascinating topic and very big, too, these days, genealogy. So, again, SoundCloud or Google, Krenitsia or Tech Startups or both. And contact Mike at michael.burek at verizon.net and hopefully you'll have a website up soon yeah that's the next step <laughs> it's always and, and let me um let me just give you a heads up on that prepare to do a lot of work <laughs> absolutely but it is worth it that's how we met uh through the nash hollis website so it's definitely well worth it so look forward to that and hopefully we'll have you back on the show again when that's up for sure let us know and anything else for the sake of listeners tuning in now, you this is not the last you'll hear of Michael Burek on uh, Nash Hollis. So. Thank you so much, Pauline. I've really enjoyed talking with you and it, to your audience. It has been. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Take care. All right. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Vyslúchajte rádio peredáču náš holos rádio krínskoho korínia na rádiostancii CHLY o den 0 o den 7 FM umístí nenajmo. Zváme Pavlina. You're listening to Náš Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm your host Pavlina.
that was Zirka with the story of Hansia. And coming up next, a group closer to home from the Fraser Valley, the Ukrainian Prairie Band and uh, traditional folk dance, the Seven Step Waltz.
hodinu bola s vami Pavlina. Nahadujte vysluchajte radio programu Náš holos Radio Krínského Korínia. Zalašajte si s námi na stupnu hodinu. Dali predajú mikrofonu Oksani, zaprosím posluchať sa trochu pro historiu i tradícii rozpovísť Oksana. Ale predtým, ako chodí, zalašajte vás takými slovami múdrostia. Šťob voľu máte, treba speršiu sebe objednáte. And our proverb of the week translates as, Freedom is built on unity. Well, my time with you is almost up, and we have one last toe-tapper by the Borscht Eaters from Vancouver with the Saskatchewan Wedding March. And that brings us to the end of the first hour of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. Please stay with us as Oksana takes over the microphone to host the next hour. Meanwhile, please join me here again next Wednesday from 11 a.m. to 12 noon. And until then, do stay in touch with both Oksana and me via our Facebook page and Twitter. And make sure to visit the Nasholos website where you can get the podcast, a link to our blog, and other information about the show. And that's www.nasholos.com. So stay tuned next for the Nash Holos Ukrainian Hour with Oksana, followed by World Beat Canada with Vancouver's Cal Coat, and at 2 p.m. join our own Gord Bibby for two hours of Groovin' with Bibby G. I'm Pavnina. Thanks so much for listening. Dozusrichi. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.